Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wacker. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question is this. Is Jesus contradicting himself in Mark 9 and Matthew 12, 30? Well, we know God is not the author of confusion, we and go. we believe that Jesus made it pretty clear that he was uh, one with the Father, and to see him was to see the Father, that he himself was God. So no, he was not confused, and he wasn't contradicting himself. But I'll tell you what, he certainly was saying some things that could be confusing to us. Yeah. So... Mark 9.40, specifically, is where Jesus says, For he who is not against us is for us. And then um, he says in the Matthew 12 passage, he says, If you're not with me, you're against me. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, honestly, people might read that and go, That doesn't even look like a contradiction. But he is really um, forcing two separate truths that are expressing um, a value that we need to understand. So what's going on? So we have to look at the context, yeah. right? When you have one single verse, you have to look at the context. So in Mark specifically, where Jesus says, if you're not um, against us, you're for us, he's responding to his disciples who had come to him and say, hey, there's this guy over here and he's doing kind of what we're doing. In this case, it was casting out demons, which, man, we ought to do a real truth real quick on what that really is and what it isn't. But um, he says, this guy's doing it, and he's not really numbered among us, and I'm trying to get him to stop. And Jesus says, hey, leave him alone, right? Mm -hmm. um, if that brother is not against us, he's for us. He right. wants to see less of the, the enemy in people's lives, right. right? So that's a good thing. Let him be. Now, what's interesting is in Matthew 12, um, the Pharisees and the religious leaders are coming to Jesus and saying, you're of the devil, because you are casting out the devil, and that's how you do it. That's your trick, right? You're a devil yourself. And so Jesus comes back, and he gives them three basic reasons why that's really bad logic. Number one, he says, well, listen, you guys cast out demons, so does that mean you're a devil? Mm. Secondly, he says, hey, a house divided against himself won't stand, so why would a guy be hurting himself in order to strengthen his position? And thirdly, who can go in and tell a devil what to do unless he's stronger than the devil? Okay? Those are the three reasons Jesus gives. In Matthew chapter 12, what he really says is, hey, your logic doesn't flow what you're accusing me of. Here's the problem. You're of the devil yourself. You're not for me. You don't want to see God come in. You want to impress people with uh, your godlike duties, but you're not for God or you be for me. So let me give you a couple of ways that I understand um, these two teachings uh, and how I personally use them. One of the most difficult things um, that I run up against is who I can partner with in ministry. Yeah, And so I, I, I will say this. Anybody that will let me be clear with the gospel that Jesus has left me with, um, anytime somebody will let me teach the word, I will go. Mm. Um, and I will teach the word. And if they're not against me, I think they're for me. Right. Right. I mean, um, Ravi Zacharias, right, he's a, a friend. He's been invited into the Mormon tabernacle. And he went. Hmm. And he came as a Christian, and he preached the gospel, and he explained what he as a Christian believes. And so anybody that will give me an opportunity to preach, I'll go. Now listen, what I don't want to do is go somewhere where they say, we want you to come, and we want you to give the illusion that we're aligned up on a lot of different areas. Right. All right? Let me, let me give you another way I would, I would apply this. Um, I uh, have stood um, with others that understand sanctity of life issues. Right. Um, and so some of them uh, did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They were Jews. Others believed there was other ways to have some justification before God. They're Roman Catholics. Um, others are, are Mormons. They don't even believe that Jesus of the Scriptures is my Jesus. Um, and I could go on down the list. There was a broad swath of people there, but we were together on these issues that God said we should care about. Right. And I would say, hey, 
we don't have to act like we agree on every issue, but we certainly agree on this. And so in this case, you're for us. But I think one of the things we got to do is be really careful, Adam, sometimes when we go to speak places and we don't give the impression because I'm speaking here that I agree with everything that this particular person is about or that we agree on every particular nuance of an issue. Um, In Dallas, uh, I I believe the largest um, affirming uh, of same-sex marriage and homosexuality uh, church in in the country is right here in Dallas. And I, I specifically, I knew that, you know, I had, um, taught what I believe is the clear teaching of scriptures that we should be uh, accepting and loving of all expressions of sin and offense and, and brokenness before God, but we, we aren't affirming, right? Right. And because of that, that individual uh, and the leaders of that church, you know, felt like I didn't love Jesus truly because they believe Jesus is affirming. And, um, and so I just reached out to him and I just said, hey, listen, um, I'd love to come visit with you. And I said, I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you about anything. You know, I'm, I'd love to talk with you if you want to, but I don't think you know, anything I'm going to share is going to be new information to you. But one of the things that we can do is you say you're about these things. You don't have to speak poorly about me when I talk about the cross and I, and I say I represent the name of Jesus. You might say in this one area the way I represent Jesus with an accepting but not affirming view. Right? We love you, but we call you to repentance. Right. Whereas you would say, no, there's nothing to repent from. I'm going to tell you I think that's a problem. Okay, but, um, but in a sense, we don't have to be, I, I will say this, you're for me in talking about the cross, right? but you're against me when it comes to what I think the implications of the truth of Scripture is. Right. And while we disagree in these things, we got to model civility, right? I, I've even been um, on, on different shows with people that believe very different things than me. And one of the things I said is, hey, listen, let's talk about the things we agree in, but let's not be afraid to say we disagree on some very substantive issues, maybe issues about the Spirit of God or maybe issues um, you know, about what a particular scripture means. And we should say, hey, just because we're together trying to deliver you this message and talk about these things, don't assume that I think you should follow everything that he says. And he would tell you, don't follow everything Todd says. What I would tell you, whatever you do, and even when you watch Real Truth real quick, you want to make sure that you study the scriptures to see if these things are so. That's right. And I really think there's some application force in the midst of this. So like Prop 8, back in 2008 in California, it was the Mormons, along with the evangelicals, that stood for a proper definition of marriage, right? And they worked together for Prop 8. Okay, um, and in that sense, they were for one another, yeah. but they were against one another when it comes to what it means to know God and follow Him and have a right understanding of the Scripture. Even though some people, even within that branch of understanding, would would say, "No, we're more like than you want to make us." And I'm like, right. "No, I'm going to disagree with you on that." So, and we have an episode on Mormons and Christians that maybe some folks should go watch. So, civility and kindness and love in all things, but I think clarity in all things. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes saying, "Hey, you're for me." in terms of kindness and love, uh, and maybe even the preaching of the gospel. And I say to guys all the time, I'll lift up the name of Jesus with anybody, but I will not encourage you to follow Jesus with anybody. Mm-hmm. There are some guys that are, I think, they do a good job as pastors of, of sharing the gospel, but I don't want you in their churches. I don't want you learning the rest of their theology or even doing what they say church is. Right. So in that sense, they're for me, kind of let them be. Uh, Romans, you know, talks about, hey, who am I to judge the servant of another? Well, let God take care of that. But um, I will say, man, on some of those things, they're kind of scattering doctrine. They're scattering what I think is truth. But in that case, they're not for me. But 
in the essentials of the gospel, maybe they are. Great answer, Todd. Thank you so much. Be sure to look at those show notes for other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, friends, thanks for watching that episode of Real Truth Real Quick, where I try and give answers to life, leadership, and the world we live in. We love doing this because it's a great way to push forward biblical truth and equip the saints. Hey, do us a favor and subscribe to our channel, which you can do by hitting up YouTube or just hit the link in the show notes below.